As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. Welcome back. This is Larry Yakes. Hey, we're back at the first of the year, 2017. Hey, thank you guys for holding us in there, keeping us in here. This has been a couple of good years with you guys. You know, I really appreciate it. And I wish everybody is having this wonderful new year, bringing it in with all the best wishes and hopes and dreams and all the possibilities. Just think about the possibilities. Forget about the negativity for a few seconds because you're going to be on a nice little journey with me today. Right here, I have a wonderful guest in the house today. I can't wait to bring her on. She's very enlightened young lady. In fact, I think she's going to be able to teach me a, f- a thing or two here because I, you know, she don't know. I was watching her and listening to her really, really in, in depth there and she didn't know that I was peeping in on her mind by listening to her conversation earlier. But anyway, um, I just got back in the country, and as some of you guys know that, I'm going to be posting this stuff on Facebook. And I, I've had a few people ask, man, post some of your pictures on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and all of that kind of stuff. And, okay, I'm going to do that. But I was in uh, Vienna, Austria, went through um, Istanbul, and uh, in the Paris and had an interesting winter. Uh, in fact, this was the first time I've spent Christmas season in a small villages uh, in Europe. And I tell you, I'm not one that celebrate Christmas, and you know a lot of you know that. But I I support everybody else, and whatever reason your families and loved ones can get together and and you know break bread together and, and and speak of the good things and possibilities of the future. Anytime you can get together and do that. Hey, go for it. Uh, but it was absolutely wonderful. And I talk a little bit more about the village that I was staying in. And, yeah, my old boy might be moving to Austria. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kidding. I, I am kidding. Because I know some of you that heard me say that is going to, I didn't know you were thinking about leaving the country. I got Donald Trump. Who's not thinking about leaving the country? Donald Trump is even thinking about leaving the country. In fact, Oh, my God, we have some exciting times. you got the inauguration coming up. Um, I, You know, let me give a love shout-out to, excuse me, I'm, I'm having a little bit of sinus here, um, a, a radio personality, uh, Jimmy Daltrey in um, Dalton, Alabama. I talked to him today, and he told me that a tornado hit Alabama and, and lost some people down there, and I, my heart and prayers go out to that. And um, I don't want to talk too much in the open monologue this time because I'm just so glad to be back here. And I'm headed to, um, I'm actually headed to the East Coast tomorrow. And, uh, but so much is going on. And I didn't get a lot of information on these young people in Chicago. I think they posted on Facebook or something that they had, um, they were torturing this young man. I I know the president was going to speak out about it. Uh, in a few minutes. But what a hell of a way to start out a a new year. 
and to have some young people to be so disheartened. And I know we have to look at what is going on with our youth that they could torture a young man. And the reason I bring that up and then how we have to try and heal ourselves, get ready for this new president and his crew. Uh, everything about this guy looks, I mean, looks very dangerous to me, but hey, what do I know? I've, I've come to one thing when I, when I was nine or 10 years old, I thought by the time I get to be 13, I would know everything. Got it covered. What? I got to be 13. I said, no, nah, I need to be sweet 16. Then I know. Got there, but then now I needed to be 18 or 21. I said, I knew I was going to know everything by then. Got into my 30s and 40s. I knew by the time I got to be 50, I would know everything. And I won't finish up the rest of these years on this, but I found out, honestly, truly, Uncle Larry is going to tell you guys something. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know nothing. I have ideas and thoughts on things, but I just don't know. But what we have today is this lovely young lady that's going to come in here and maybe she can shine some lights and give us some some thoughts and ideas. And now now you guys realize that I just tear up people's names. That's just, look, I have fun and some butchers go to the butcher shop and cut up meat. I cut up people's names, you know, not fruits names. But anyway, work with me here. Oh, yeah, shout out to Grenada. What's up, Grenada? I be through there in a little bit, so my Grenada family, yeah. Be ch checking in with WGNL. You're going to hear the old boy music down there as well. Anyway, I have uh, just a lovely, spirited, spirited young lady here with me today. And I'm going to attempt the name. So I'm going to say is Reverend Queen Imani Mutima. Ah, did I do it? Yes, you did. Thank I, you so much. So, so, go, so right behind me. Now, I'm going to do the introduction short, but she's, she's a spiritual healer, uh, coach, spiritual coach. And, and I like the, 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 the headline here. That, and I want to thank Carolyn for putting this together for us. And because we wanted to start the year off with some healing, with some love, with some, hey, let's, let's, let's look forward to the possibilities, the positive possibilities, and healing the heart of humanity. And that is something I read off of the newsletter that we sent out. And thank you so much for joining us, Imani. Mm, thank you for having me. And tell us a little bit about that healing. And first of all, do you would you like to comment on anything that I just said? I what what I would like to comment on is that it is time at this beginning of the new year to really start with positivity. Tell us a little bit about about that thought process. What was when you say that? What's on your mind when you say that? Well, what I'm thinking about is the request that I had from the executive producer, um, Queen Reverend. Carolyn mm -hmm. Wilkins, um, that, you know, that this is a time as we're beginning a new year that we want to begin to examine what we want to let go of from last year and what we want to focus in on. And that it's really important at the beginning of the year to actually take the time to look at where you've been, where you are, and where you want to go. Well, when you meditate on these, if I'm using the right terminology here, when you when you meditate on the letting go, what does that mean? Letting go actually means um, beginning to think about what you're thinking about and seeing how those thoughts are serving you. So, you know, in all different schools of thoughts, there's this the, uh, an theory that it's done unto you as you believe, that thoughts are things, and that we manifest through our thoughts and our feeling level. And so when you look in, when we look at our world and we see that there's something that is not really manifesting the way that we want it, there's a little bit more sadness or pain or uh, finances are not right. It means that there's a way that our thinking is um, not supporting us. And, you know, a lot of people don't stop to think about what they're thinking about. Oh, I like that. Talk to me about that. So stopping to think about what you're thinking about is so important because we begin to realize that we're not even having any original thoughts. 
Mm. That the uh, those of us who watch TV all the time and even listen to the radio all the time and read books all the time, we're, we are filling our minds with thoughts that are not our own. And oftentimes we can pick up a thought like, oh, my God, everything's got to be worse because now Trump's in. And, you know, if you're feeling a low vibration of anxiety and a lot of fear right now, it's really time to take a deep breath, stop and listen to what your thoughts are saying to you. Because the only thing we have control over is our own thinking. But we don't know that. I'm a big fan of uh, and most of the people that know me personally know I'm a big fan of. Um, understanding the inner dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that the inner dialogue is so important for us to focus in on because often uh, with these different voices in your head, I I don't know, someone did a study that said it's it's over 600 different voices in your head or something along those lines. But when do you know what voice to listen to in your head? Well, when you actually take the time to sit and listen, and then you can say, oh, I that's I don't agree with that thought. Where's that thought coming from? <laughs> <laughs> it takes, you know, you have to sit and listen. And then the one that resonates, the one that brings you joy, the one that takes you forward instead of shuts you down and tells you to shut up, you're too small, you're too this, you're too that, that's the one you listen to. I like that. But, you, you know, if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, there's that positive reinforcement voice, and there's that inner critic. Yes. And that inner critic oftentimes is the one that holds us back if it's not properly balanced. Am I hearing you correctly? Right. So the mind actually is a defense mechanism, and it's really trying to protect you. But it actually lives in the past, which when I I say that, I mean that it has all of these past experiences that are set in your consciousness. And it says, oh, don't do that. Remember when that happened? You don't want that to happen again. Oh, you need to protect yourself because men are this or women are that. Or, oh, you're never going to be anything because your first grade teacher, your mom, your dad, whatever, told you blah, blah, blah. And in fact, if you stop and listen and you hear that thought, you can begin to erase that thought and replace that thought with something that is more in line with what it is that you want. Give me your thoughts on this, because uh, I'm a firm believer that I won't use the phrase most. And notice I use the the language I believe because I honestly don't know. But I, I believe that religion is crippling so many of us now. I, I just, for some reason or the other, regardless of where I go, I see people that is being boxed in, whether it's Islam, whether it's Christianity, whether it's um, Judaism or Buddhism. And, I, and it just seems to me like the, the Christianity has boxed us in and, and, and kind of made puppets out of people. Now, I'm not, before anybody send me any messages and stuff like that, I'm not saying if you believe in Jesus that you shouldn't believe in Jesus. I'm not saying if you believe in Muhammad that you shouldn't believe in Muhammad. I'm not questioning anyone's belief. I am just saying I have been fortunate enough to travel around the world, and, and I've done it you know, several times. I'm, very, I'm a very fortunate man. And I just see religion as just, just boxing and people in. And how do you see religion, religion playing itself out in this day and age? Well, you know, I think that people have a right to believe whatever they like to believe. And I also think that each person is drawn to a certain school of religion because of their own personal growth. Um, And I've also seen that when people uh, box themselves in and it's restrictive to their personality, um, like, for instance, if you like to dance and then you get in a religion that says don't dance, (laughs) yes, yes, (laughs) then it begins to corrode some of your essence. And so what I think is that people, we really need something to believe in. And I say there's a power greater than us. Believe in that and call it whatever you want. Mm. Because when you look at the core denominations of all religions, everybody believes that there's a power greater than us. Then we call it by different names. And, I, you know, I, I appreciate that because one of the reasons I make the statement uh, that I, I did, you take this Trump situation. And I'm telling you, I I know it's going to happen among people that I know. Is that now that they went out and voted or not, they're, they're, they're really hurt and afraid of Trump. 
And but instead of being proactive, they're going to sit back and say, "Well, it's in the Lord's hand." Because what he wouldn't be there if Jesus, Yahshua, Messiah, or Muhammad didn't intend for him to be there. He's he's in God's hand, and and that's what I mean, boxed in. Because who told you that he's there because God put him there because he went against your vote? The man robbed you. He lied. He lied. And then you to tell me that God wanted a liar in there. And and I just think the the danger of that is that we 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 get complacent and we won't continue to think and move forward and be proactive. That's the, the thing mm. I'm talking about. Well, complacency really is a form of stagnation, and um, there is a way in which uh, the belief in the higher power and what I would say is consciousness is a great leveler. So right before the election, the, the people that are in my group, uh, in my tribes around, a lot of people said they knew that he was going to win because they've been still in elections all the time. So that's another story. That's another story. And, but I get and, it, yeah. And, and, and that um, we, we're at the place where to choose Hillary would be a choice of an old choice. It would be like staying with the status quo, and the status quo is not working. So – it was a setup for something different, and so we have it. And the thing is, is that if we could get to the fact that if we could start operating like real democracy, like we the people, mm-hmm. for the people, of the people, then it really doesn't matter who's there. It really doesn't. Yeah. And so the point for me, it's a wake-up call for us to begin to look at what are we really doing? Because the if you start with a glitch, which is that we are a democracy, you're going to end up with a glitch. And so we have a glitch. And it's our opportunity to say, oh, okay, well, this is happening right now. What are we going to do? And that is why I am so excited about being a part of a women's organization called Wisdom Women. Wisdom Women. Is, is there a website to that? Or, yes, or there is. is. Um, uh, tell, tell us about Wisdom Women. Well, Wisdom Women is a growing community of women who believe it's time to look in a, in a revolutionary new direction and build our world from a different paradigm. Those are the exact words from the founder, Michelle. We are not asking whether or not we can, it can be done. We're claiming it's ours to do. So we're uh, gathering women in um, just a few weeks, not even January the tw- uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th at Esalen, and, and, and it's in Big Sur, and women are coming from all over so that we can actually envision the world in which we're going to be proud to leave as a legacy and want to work towards so that we can have a more equitable and more fair society. I, you know, I, uh, I, I love that. So, guys, we are not invited. You know what I mean? Women. Yeah, you know, well, so. We need the strong women. We need the women to get together. Look, men have screwed this thing up so bad anyway, so. And what uh, we're doing is we are awakening to the feminine power that's within us, and we're calling for all people to do it. Okay. So we will be having. You're calling for all people to. To, to wake up the, to the feminine, the feminine power. The feminine side of them? Yes. The, 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 you, 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 you're asking me. To yes. Wake up to the feminine side The, the of side me? of you that's Don't, more it nurturing. Does, it doesn't exist. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, the, the side of you that's more nurturing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, this this is fun. I always try to throw a little bit of information out there. You, you know, when we talk about Republican d- democracy, uh, audience, a lot of us use this language, and we don't really uh, know exactly how it fits. So let me give you something to think about, audience. It's... And if you, I'm going to take you back to the Westerns, the cowboy days. I actually heard someone else, so I'm kind of plagiarizing here. And the two gunmen gets out in the street, and they, one goes the other one into shooting, and he shoots and then kill him. The crowd say, oh, my God, you shouldn't have shot him. You knew he was a farmer. You are a gunslinger. So the sheriff come and arrest the guy. Crowd go in the bar, they get drunk. You've seen this. Now they get out and they're unruly. Now they want to go in and tell the sheriff, let him out, we're going to hang him without a trial. Sheriff by himself stands in front of the crowd and say, you got to kill me first. He has to have a trial. Guess what that's called? Republican. 
Yeah, you didn't know that, didn't you? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a Republican. But now the crowd that go in and say, wait a minute here, we watched him, we know he's guilty, he does not have to have a trial, we break in and get in there because the masses has ruled, that's a democracy. So be very careful with Donald Trump in the White House. You're talking about democracy and Republican. Know what you're talking about now. Just know what you're talking about. So... Um, the what I was talking about is the fact that we really don't have a democracy. I I totally agree with you. Yes. Uh, the, the and, reason and and that um, people who think that we do um, are really disappointed because um, when it looked at when you look at what Bernie uh, Sanders was doing and the movement around that and how many people were excited about that, um, you would then think that uh, the vote would have gone a different way. But the fact that it didn't is another example. So what I want to really talk to you about Please. and to the to the listening audience. And so I'm, I'm so grateful that you're listening in because we're at a pivotal point. People are losing their minds. Mm, go ahead. People are living in deep anxiety and people are suffering because they are dependent upon something that's outside of themselves that's not there. It's not there. So the, oh, I'm going to leave the country now and it's not worth living and, oh, I'm going to just allow myself to be depressed and sit on the couch and not do anything because the world is over. All of that is mind control. It's totally mind control. So what we are doing as women with Wisdom Women is getting together and talking about what we don't want to have in our lives anymore, we did a great, beautiful grief ritual where we grieve the way that we're treating the planet. We're grieved the mm. way that indigenous people and black people and brown people have been treated. We grieve the, uh, the brokenness in our families. And when we envision a world and then of all possibilities and then ask ourselves, well, what can we do? individually. We have to get into action. And one of the things that another body of work that I really uh, love to do, it's called the work that reconnects. Mm. And you could pull that up too, if you'd like. And it's a woman, Joanna Macy and her husband, who were nuclear activists. They started this work going to places where there was nuclear um, catastrophes um, of spills and stuff like that, helping the people to, to deal with that pain and that suffering. And in the work that reconnects, it says that we are awakening to the fact that we have built a world, a society, a life that is not sustainable. I like that. Not I mean, sustainable. I heard you mention that. And tell us a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah. So we're awakening to that fact. And so we're now turning from unsustainability to thriving, not just sustainability, but we want to go a little bit further into having a life that is thriving. And so the, in order to go through that process, we there's this thing that um, it's a part of the work that reconnects. It's called the spiral. Mm. And in the spiral, you start with gratitude. And this is important listening audiences because I don't care how down you are, how much money you don't have, how broken your body is and your relationships, if you can start with gratitude Mm. for breath, for the sun, for a plant that might be growing in your living room, for uh, a friendship, start with gratitude, your energy will shift. So it starts with gratitude. What are you grateful for? And I'm going to invite people to begin to be grateful for the life that we have. Mm even if the body is broken, because the body will respond to that gratitude and begin to heal itself. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you, you're basically talking about finding that balance spiritually, mentally, and physically and in and, 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 and order to, to heal. Yes, and the spiral says that you start with gratitude and then you tell the truth about the pain you feel in your own life. Come on, girl. And the pain that you have from seeing the suffering in the world. And as soon as you tell that truth, you will lose like 50 pounds of uh, depression or sadness. And I just want to stop at this one point and tell a little personal story. Please. Um, um, When I first came to the work that reconnects, 
I had uh, just lost my second nephew to suicide. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And I was, um, <clears throat> I had no place to grieve. So I joined the, I uh, was invited to the work that reconnects, and there, they, there was a grief ritual. And it was the first time that I was able to say that and feel that and talk about that without me taking care of everybody in the room. Because mm. that's like really shocking. Like not one suicide, two suicides. And I was able to grieve and get that pain and that sadness and that sorrow and I got my juice back. And then I committed myself to the work that reconnects. Because as I talked about the pain I was feeling and the suffering I was having in the world and let that go through this grief ritual, I got my energy back. And then I was able to move into action because I was able to see with new eyes and then move into action. So it actually literally saved my life. Oh, my goodness. Because you can imagine when I heard that my second nephew had killed himself, my body shut down completely. I... um it just lives in the cells. It lives in the cells. Yeah. And so I want to say that in the uh, community, it's time for us to really begin to look at that we're all suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And we're all suffering from post-traumatic slave syndrome. Um, blacks because we were the slaves and whites because they went in, they, they were the slave holders. Mm -hmm. It damaged them as much as it damaged us. That's the new truth. Okay. And we are also suffering now, especially in the black community, post-traumatic prison syndrome. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get that. I, I, I get that, that, that whites was, they, 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 they suffer, but I wouldn't. Say as much as we did. But. Well, you can look at yeah. it now and see that uh, that white supremacy is a sickness. It's an yes, illness. It, is. It, it really is. And yes. it is as sick as an inferiority complex. I can't argue that. So um, my work is really healing the heart of humanity. And that's that's part of it is to truth. begin to so, look at. So you when you, you you this is another part of truth that you're talking about is looking absolutely. at the, looking at that at that truth. Um, it's quite fascinating because one thing I, I I most definitely agree with you is that um, using my own life and I and I say this to those that know me and those that don't I've had some some serious tragedies in my life, but the one thing that has helped me and if this statement what she made helps anybody out there that is going through some anxieties or depression or whatever uh, i found that the pain can act as a wave if you let it flow if you box it in and hold it in and go back to what it creates saying, disease if you box it in and hold it in don't tell the truth about it yes. be truthful to yourself about the pain and because I tell everybody I'm one of the best surfers in the world, and I don't know how to swim in that ocean, mm -hmm. but I get on that, get my surfboard, and every little anxiety or pain that come through, I ride that sucker just like it's a wave because I know that as long as I face it, as long as I tell the truth about it, mm -hmm. then it will pass through. Mm -hmm. And so I totally like the way you're managing this by saying there's a new truth out there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm feeling a call to actually talk to your listeners because I think that as a healer and a coach, um, what I my dream, my goal every time I have an opportunity to talk is to talk really personally to people because mm. they're out there suffering yes. and there's really no, there's no need to suffer. That's the other wake up. There's really no need to suffer. It's actually a choice. And it feels like it's that's not true because it's so heavy on us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what my some of my work around healing the heart of humanity and the healing racial wounds is deep, um, deep into forgiveness. And forgiveness isn't something you do for anybody else; you do it for yourself. Because if someone did something to you and it was ten years ago or yesterday or twenty years ago, and you're still harboring it not able to forgive it, um, they say that person is taking real estate up in your mind, in your body, and in your spirit. So that, that, that perpetrator still has power over, over you. Over you completely. And so, you know, the people say, well, how, how is it 
to forgive. And part of it is to be begin to say, I forgive anyone and everyone who's ever harmed me, body, mind, or spirit, in this life or any other life, and just keep saying that <clears throat> until you feel a shift. And definitely you can, you'll feel a shift. What about that person that will respond to that and say, well, what do you mean I should just get over it? Well, I'm not asking people just to get over anything. I'm asking you, how do you like your life right now? Uh, is it going the way you want it? Do you have enough love? Are you having fun? Are you in your body? Is your sexual life happy? And then if you can say yes, 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 then keep doing what you're doing. But if you've got a no in there and you want a yes, then you've got a choice. And what you wouldn't think that... Uh, we have forgotten that, you know, mm. we have totally forgotten that. Well, you know, the reason I, this is very good. I like this because I am what psychology call a uh, cognitive thinker. And for those that are not familiar with that term, it means that you can think it differently and change your life. And, Oftentimes, when I have said that over the years, people have taken it as I was saying, well, okay, someone hurt you and you just get over it. And But that's not what it means. It doesn't mean you just get over it. It doesn't mean that you just throw it away as if it didn't happen. For me personally, it just means that the, the perpetrator does not have the steering wheel of my life anymore. Mm -hmm. The perpetrator does not have his her feet on the brakes or the accelerator. Mm -hmm. That belongs to me. And at this time, when I call cognitive thinking, my perpetrator's in the back seat. He's mm -hmm. not in the front seat. Mm -hmm. And and he's not in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. I, And so cognitive thinking, uh, psychologically, mentally, and spiritually, it just means that I decided that I'm going to drive this vehicle called Larry's Life. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people get, little, I think, I'm going to get in a little trouble with some, some people out here, but I think people find comfort in holding on to pain. And yeah, I, I agree. I think that people <clears throat> find comfort in holding on to pain because they've been in pain for so long they didn't know that they can be out of pain. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, whatever you, whatever you hold on to, you become very friendly with it, and it's very hard to give it up um, unless you really, really want to change. And so that's really the truth. It's... Uh, it's a, I've, I've, um, uh, the other thing that I like to do, talk about is the 21st century tools for personal transformation. There are all kinds of tools out there. And Wait I a minute. Slow down, young lady. I'm from Mississippi. Now you got to go back to that and read through that one again. You, you 21st century tools for personal transformation. Oh, I love it. Okay. Talk there are all that. these tools out there that can help us move from one state of consciousness into another to transform whatever's in, in our reality. And one of them, um, and this is, uh, 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 it's called tapping and it's like a rave. And the beauty about tapping is that you actually say, even though I'm full of pain, I'm depressed and I don't want, I, I don't like my life. I love myself completely and I accept myself completely. Mm. And you tap on the side of your hand and then you tap, uh, these places that actually take that thought and that energy out of your body. And it's available. Uh, listening audience, please go to uh, tapping.com and tap yourself out of your pain because you can do that. I, I, go, please go ahead. Go ahead. And another tool is just taking a deep breath and paying attention to your breathing. Because when you are low energy, when you're depressed, when you are upset, you are not breathing. So to pause and take a deep and breath. And take a deep breath. And take a Girl, deep breath. you got me doing it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a deep breath. and She knew I needed that. And as you let it go, your energy will begin to shift. The tension in your body will go away. And honey, Listen, audience, everybody out there, your breath is your breath. You don't have to buy it. This, this is true. This <laughs> you can is just true. use it. You know, I, I, I got to tell you something. It's kind of like serendipitous, uh, as one of my listeners is going to agree with me on, is that we, um, with someone very dear to me, we tried to tap in 
I want to say about solutions. Two years ago. The tapping solutions. Yeah, the tapping mm-hmm. tapping solutions. Really, 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 really. I like it. I really mm-hmm. like it. You got to get this stuff a try, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I tell you, you got to get this stuff a try. And the breathing, believe me, that is probably, God, you can't get any better than that. You know, but sometimes what I have found, I share <clears throat> one of the things that I I wrote for myself. I, this is something that I almost every night I do this. And a lot of people ask me, Larry, you, you got this weird mind. So what do you say to yourself to relax yourself? I share your personal uh, little poem that I wrote for myself uh, a couple years ago. And every time I'm in stress and every time, I mean every time. And I it goes like this. I'm going to slow myself down. Hmm. I'm going to slow myself down after I've done the best that I can do what will be will be mm. I'm going to slow myself down and take good care of me. Mm, that's beautiful. I do that and I wrote that for myself mm-hmm. and I'm sharing it with those that when you get in a situation that you're a little uptight and that you can't sleep at night, it has to be with the breathing. Right. Uh, like Imani said, the breathing and once again, I'm going to slow myself down. I'm going to slow myself down. After I've done the best that I can do, what will be, will be. I'm going to slow yes. myself down and take good care of, of me. me. Try it, folks, and let me know what you yeah, think Yeah, that's it. very, very beautiful. And one way to slow yourself down is actually take a deep breath and um, tense your toes up and then release it. Your ankles, your calves, your knees, yes. your thighs, your buttocks your stomach, your your chest, and, and by the time you get to your head, if you have trouble falling asleep, you'll be really ready to go to sleep. You have, this is, I, I just, once again, I, I we have some wonderful people to come on this show, but this is the type of show that I'm just so grateful for starting the year out with. And Great. Just, well, yeah. Thank I mean, you. This is Thank what, you for having well, me. Well, you bring so, so much energy in here. Now, you was telling me a little bit about you do a write the passages. What? A t- tell me. Just for old yakes here, because I hear this phrase a lot, mainly from people with science of mind or metaphysics. I don't hear this in Christian world. But is what does that mean? Oh, rites of passage is moving from one state of consciousness and to another consciously. Okay. So it's about uh, taking an assessment where you are, deciding that you are leaving that and you're going through a passage of clearing, of gathering yourself, of purging so that you can be in a new state of consciousness. So uh, for years I traveled with the African-American woman on tour um, and it was the foremost uh, African-American women's conference, professional conferences, and I did the women's rites of passage within that conference. And um, what I what I did, it was called coming to the awareness. And I gave the true title to women, which is queen. So I say in every woman, there's a queen. When you speak to the queen, the queen will answer. So you women out there. Hello, queens. Hello. Hello, queens. And when a woman (laughs) knows that she's a queen, the men automatically become kings and the children, prince and princesses. Oh, wow. Hello, Kings. I love that. Give me some applause over there. Uh, Jarvis, is, you know, I'm, I'm feeling royalty right now. And the point is to, is to elevate ourselves to the place where we are reigning over our life situations and not being a victim or uh, living in the slave mentality. Well, let's go going back to what we talked about earlier on is about that inner dialogue yes. and what you say to yourself and... and, and and I tell people this all the time. You know, what you put out there, the words that you put out there, somehow the universe gives it to you. And if you say something positive about yourself, then the universe would answer it, some form or fashion. It may not come from the direction that you are expecting it, but it will. It will come if you have positive dialogue within yourself, to yourself, about yourself, and for yourself. And I'm not saying don't go to Jesus. That's not what I'm talking about. So I'm not. I'm talking about, in addition to that, 
how you speak to yourself, how you speak about yourself. You know, I was telling someone, uh, uh, one of my clients, and the client said, well, I'm so freaking stupid. I shouldn't have done that. And I asked him, I said, would you allow me to say that to you? He said, no. I said, would you allow a stranger to walk up to you and tell you you're so freaking stupid? He said, hell no. I then, well, why would you allow yes. yourself to say it? Yes, yes. That's the most powerful voice yes. that you'll ever hear. Yes, yes. So what we say to ourselves is very important in moving forward. Would absolutely, you think? Absolutely. And so it, it's uh, important for us to slow down and think about what we're saying to ourselves. And, um, you know, if you are wanting more love in your life and you and you are saying, you know, relationships are hard where you as soon as you make that prayer, I please bring more love. You're counteracting it. You know, you're you are um, doing one thing and actually thinking another. So uh, we have to come out and of the confused mind and be congruent. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about is. Um, the the importance of saying this to telling young kids that mm. um, I talk to young kids all the time. I'm doing some restorative justice um, consultancy in D.C. where I'm at, at schools where I'm helping students and the staff there to move from being prunitive to being restorative. So really, restorative justice is breaking the pipeline to prison, in my mind, because we're not saying to the children anymore, what's wrong with you? We're looking at them through the, the life that they're living, which is a trauma-informed lens, and saying, what's happening to you? Because now we're looking at disruptive behavior and acting out as a cry for help, mm-hmm. not that you're a juvenile delinquent and we're going to send you to juvenile hall. So the whole approach to being more restorative is starts with reconnecting with self. So it's the what labels have been placed on you and what labels have you accepted wearing proudly. And, mm. you know, what the young people sometimes says, yeah, I'm a bully. It's a, well, you don't want to be proud about being a bully <laughs> because you're probably you're a bully because somebody bullied you because mm. hurt people hurt people. Say that again. Hurt people, people hurt people. So when someone's coming at you and trying to hurt you, it's because they've been hurt. So to fight them and to, to you know, uh, not have compassion for them causes you to then be hurt even more. And it's a cycle that so we can break it. So when you think about the people who are attacking you or trying to harm you, something's going on with them. And it's like, oh, baby, what's the matter with you? Mm. Instead of like, get the F out my face or I'm going to sock you, you know, it's, right. it's a whole different approach. And I really love the restorative justice practices because we sit in circle together. And whoever has the talking piece gets the attention. So everyone begins to be seen, heard. And respect it because they're listening to, and that's all we want. Talk about how important is it for us as human beings to be seen, to be heard. Oh, my goodness. It's (laughs) so important. And I want to talk just for a moment to all the listeners who have children because what happens is that uh, when our children come in home and they're distressed, if we don't sit down with them eye to eye and say, tell me about that, then that stress just builds, 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 builds until then they don't want to talk about it because they wanted you to talk to them about it when they first brought it to you. And now it's three years later, it's the st- same thing's still happening. They don't want to talk now. So there's a way to actually, with all relationships... Yeah, I, and that's the thing, and and learning to learning to listen to listen, each, other, listen, each other, and listen. And one of the things that um, I was um, fortunate enough to do in studying some forms of psychology and becoming a life coach that you know, like I am a life and wellness coach. But and there was a program called the Amago, and they just blew my mind with the system they had of teaching people how to listen Mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. Because we'll say, see what I'm saying, see what I'm saying, you hear me, oh yeah, I got you, I feel you, I'm hearing you, but no, Mm -hmm. you're not really listening. Mm -hmm. And and I just love the fact that you brought that up, Mm -hmm. how important it is to listen. And then for, because if a person is heard, then they feel seen. They relax, they let go of some stress, 
They're more available emotionally. So listening is like a gift that you give the other person and then they give you a gift back of uh, feeling emotionally supported and then they're more willing to listen to you. And, you know, couples get in trouble because they stop listening to each other. Yeah, I, I <laughs> communication, when communication breaks down, the floodgates of all negativity just kind of absolutely, flow in there. Absolutely. You know? So yeah. let's just begin to think about um, some of the tools that people can take from the conversation today in order to help 2017 be the best time um, because th- we can't do anything about the past. The future's not here. So right now, right now, some of the things that we could do is actually begin to think about what we're thinking about, begin to articulate that, the, what, we're, what we want to get rid of, to change our thinking, to add a new thought in, to say something positive about ourselves, get rid of those labels, and then begin to listen to the people that are around us. And ask our, ask our family and our friends, what are you dreaming about? Because uh, we've lost the ability to dream. Mm. Uh, we are working jobs or living in a way that uh, keeps us on a treadmill, and that treadmill has nothing to do with us personally. I've got to buy a house. Uh, and I tell you, another thing to go along, the engineer just notified me that we got about five minutes. Um, and another thing that I have learned um, – with in relationships and whether it's business or friendship or a special loved one is to kind of back up off being right or wrong. Absolutely. Just just making each other right or wrong has is so toxic, I believe. I mean there are times that you want people to be responsible for their action. You want to hold people responsible. But what I'm learning and I use the phrase learning that the more I get away from you're wrong and I'm right or uh, you're making me wrong and you're trying to be right, the more I get away from that, the the better off I'm finding that I can communicate with people. Yes, absolutely. And communication is really the key to improving our relationships. So I would like to uh, ask to go back to uh, Wisdom Women Community. And I just want to give a shout out because there, I know that there are women there who really want to start to make a do, new difference. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to invite women to come to Esalen January the 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's in Big Sur in California. And then we have another gathering in Costa Rica, uh, May the 13th through the 20th. And that one is called The Women, the Earth, and the Conscious uh, body. And then in, we're going to be in Colorado, September the 7th through the 10th, and that's called Sacred Sexuality. So we are actually doing these uh, gatherings, these visionary gatherings, so that women can um, get a vision for themselves that they want to share with their communities and with their families. And so uh, if you're out there and you need to get connected, please get connected. I want to give my uh, email address. Please, please. Um, it's the Queen Mutima, T H E Q U E E N M U T I M A at gmail dot com. Do so it again. Give it again. The Queen Mutima, T H E Q U E E N M U T I M A at gmail dot com. And uh, and if you didn't get the the email right away. Uh, you can join me on my Facebook, and this will be posted on YouTube, so you'll be able to backtrack it and and get this. And 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 you know, if you f- see some value in this, follow through, follow through. Let's support this this healing process. You want to say something else? I want to say <clears throat> that the time is now to begin to have the incredible life that you've been born to have. I love that. I want to say the time is now to allow the divinity that is in you because you have breath to breathe you into the reality in which you will be proud of because we are co-creators. There is a divine that's happening and it's happening within each of us. And collectively we can begin to harness that to change the world so that we don't have to be worried about a Trump in presidency. I, 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 I just love the work, the energy that you bring to the day. Javis, how much time we have over there? One minute. Oh, got, give us a quick words of wisdom before we close. We just got one minute. So I'm, you speak a few seconds, then I come in and say something. Just give us a few wisdom, words so of wisdom. So take a deep breath. Take a magical breath. 
relax yourself and know that you are a personal expression of this divine thing called life. There's no one else like you, and it's time for you to shine. I, I just I just thank you so much for that. Um, this is a, a new journey that we're on, uh, 2017. And find your way of connecting to the higher source, the higher spirit. Find your energy and connect it to the highest vibration. It doesn't matter who or what you believe in, but do something with it. Be proactive in in the life and come and help us heal this planet and we will help heal humanity. Remember, a nation can rise no higher than it elevates its woman. This is Larry Yakes as is. Peace. I'm out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.